Hi, everyone. My name is Sean, and I wanted to share my origin story with all of you and my involvement with Paranormal Books and Curiosities, the Paranormal Museum, and, of course, Paranormal Tales from the Tower. So my introduction to the paranormal came from my parents. Uh, my dad and mom are sensitive. They have had experiences on their own. Um, my dad is an HVAC guy, so or is a he is a burner mechanic, or as he likes to call himself, a professional basement dweller. So he's kind of been in tons of attics, basements, every nook and cranny of people's uh, homes in uh, you know central central Jersey, and it's told us about his experiences, things that he couldn't explain, stuff that he saw. And everything, so it was always thrilling, um, especially you know. Still, it's still really cool to hear these stories and things that he's experienced. Um, but for example, I want to tell you about uh, something that uh, my mom saw actually in the house I grew up in, in uh, in Jackson, Jackson, New Jersey, and uh, I was probably about six or seven years old. And what my mom would do is she would actually babysit these three brothers. Uh, they were our friends and everything. We, you know, kind of grew up with them a little bit. And um, we would actually trade off. So my mom would watch them, you know, and of course we were there. And then vice versa, we would go to the friend's house and, you know, we would be uh, babysat as well. So it was this nice, like, exchange thing that was going on. And, um, one day when they were over, uh, we were all in the living room. My mom was in the kitchen and to give you kind of a, a quick layout of the house, uh, grew up in a ranch house, you know, one level. And when you came in, uh, on the left side of the house, of course, like there was, um, our front door led right into the living room. So it was right there. And then behind it, you know, to the back of the house was, uh, the kitchen. And then the rest of the house to the right, if you went in the living room, you made a quick, right. You'd pass the doorway on your left side to the kitchen. And then you can go down the hallway to all the bedrooms and the bathroom, all that stuff. So one day my mom is in the kitchen and she sees, uh, she sees me storm off to my room, which is right next to the kitchen too. And, you know, it's hard to, hard not to see the wavy blonde hair that I had as a kid. And, you know, um, my mom just thought, oh, great. Somebody said the wrong thing to Sean and he stormed off. So she was like, all right, got to do some damage control. Let's go see what happened. And she went and looked in my bedroom and I wasn't there. And then she quickly turned to the right and she saw me just hanging out, playing, having a good time. And that wasn't the first time that my parents saw a blonde haired, wavy haired boy in our house. That wasn't me. Um, my dad has a, a great sense of humor. So when he's 
when he tells me about some of the things that happened, um, you know, there's always, he puts a little bit of a, um, nice punchline on the end. Not, it doesn't take away from the story or anything, but, um, one of my favorite ones is that, uh, because of his job, he was always on like emergency, like service calls and would be working overtime. And, um, with the weather of New Jersey, it's either super cold out or gets, gets pretty hot in the summer. So it's a furnace needs to be, uh, helped out. You know, somebody ran out of oil, um, you know, an air conditioning's not working in the summer months, all that stuff. So my dad would put in all these long hours after working a full day. And um, my dad is also the type that tends to drink coffee to go to sleep because uh, he drinks so much of it. So he uh, he once told us about he came home one night. It was pretty pretty late, you know, probably like, two or three in the morning by that point. And, uh, he, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing just thinking of the story, but he basically came home. Everyone was asleep. It's late. He's tired. He made his cup of coffee to go to sleep and he fell asleep on the couch sitting up. So he had his cup of coffee resting right on the, that nice solid wood flat surface of our, uh, our old couch. And he felt, uh, something rustle his leg, like kind of, you know, tussle his, his kneecap and be like, Hey, and he looked up and he thought it was me, but it was this blonde haired, uh, little boy. And he, uh, he actually had said, um, get up. You're going to be late for work. So my, my dad heard this, saw this happen, put two and two together. And then, you know, his nice little punchline is even the dead are uh, telling me, you know, back to work, get up. You're going to be late. So, uh, strong work ethic, uh, with that guy, I'll tell you. So, but anyway, with all that being said, I, I grew up listening to ghost stories, watching scary movies, you know, seeing the weird like creature cryptid feature things and, and, and all that. And, you know, I think even watching stuff like shows like the X-Files, like with my dad kind of brought out more of a curiosity in me. So, and I, you know, if we, we take that and kind of build on it and like, those were always the fun things for me. Um, we'll fast forward to, you know, even just like, uh, in the past, like five years, uh, and everything like, um, my dad, my dad was always one talking about this stuff, my mom a little bit too. And, uh, and seeing all that, but, you know, a few years ago I saw a Facebook sponsored ad, uh, that Kathy posted from paranormal, uh, looking for tour guides for the ghost tours. And I had went on one ghost tour with my dad out in Gettysburg because we really like history, you know, growing up in Jackson too. Like we have a lot of, um, we're right by, uh, Monmouth battle battleground, you know, uh, the state park battlefield state park right there. 
and you know reenacts this one reenactment of the Battle of Monmouth is something that we would go to from time to time. Um, that led into me wanting to know more about history, and you know, it also brought us out one time to Gettysburg, and we we toured the battleground, went to the museum, and we went on a ghost tour because we both knew we would love it, and we did. I loved every aspect of it. I I just thought it was the coolest thing. We had somebody that was a great storyteller, you know, intertwining history, the Civil War, of course, all these experiences that people had. Um, even in their shop, we saw, um, you know, photos that people captured on their cameras of, of certain things. And, and yeah, it was really, really great. And I came out learning a lot and really enjoying that experience. And so when I saw this, this, uh, the sponsored ad to be a, a ghost tour, like guide, I thought I, I gotta put myself out there. So I responded and Kathy responded, I feel like even, even quicker. And before I knew it, I was a head tour guide for, for Kathy at paranormal books. And I had a blast. I did it for two years and, uh, got to experience so many cool things. There were, uh, I got to go on investigations, um, I got to talk to so many people and hear their stories because it, when you're with like-minded people and they're coming out to see uh, see something like this and kind of be part of this, that you can't help but not make a connection or want to share um, you know this story because maybe not everyone wants to hear it. So um, an interesting tour that I had. Um, that, that I always like to share with people was we had a group of four people. It was three guys and this one, uh, one woman. And I'm telling this one story and I see this guy kind of like leaning on the fence. Uh, and he was, you know, being part of the, part of that group of four. And I thought he was just like answering a phone call or something, or just kind of being discreet. And then I finished up that story. We walked a block down. And um, what I didn't know that what was told to me at the end of the tour um, was that there, this guy was basically doubling over in pain. He was, he was feeling fatigued. He was sweating profusely. He had like lack of energy, just like he was being drained of it. And when his friends were just like, dude, are you okay? they they were about to call an ambulance they're about to you know call 911 and i'm just you know doing my song and dance and everything like that and um kind of oblivious to what's going on i'm i'm uh catering to everyone um everyone else in the group it seems and uh when we walked that block away that guy was perfectly fine and all his friends were like okay like what's going on there then uh, we get further into the night, and two two other people in that group um, heard a voice right in between them, like you know, came right in between uh, 
both of their their ears said the words yeah and they both kind of reacted and again while i was you know doing my doing my song and dance and telling the story and the experiences that people have had and and everything and uh by the end of it when they kind of pulled me to the side they were like you know you you know you're gifted right and i hadn't hadn't had anybody really like point that out in that that way and very you know very surprising and i was like oh uh, okay and they were they asked me a few questions and they were like do you do you feel like you kind of take on other people's like feelings and all that and i just had to think back to when i was younger and i i think that's i think that's really true um i feel like i was pretty sensitive as a as a kid and uh as soon as she said that i feel like you know light bulb went off and it was just immediately like yes absolutely and from there uh she started to tell me all the things that i just said just said and um that you know the drain of energy they heard this and stuff and she had basically said you know you might you might be an empath so I didn't really know what that was at that point. I feel like I was just still always learning and trying to absorb, you know, as much information and history of Asbury Park and, you know, try to make the tours better and, you know, be be part of this uh, this thing. And um, it really made sense to me, the, the whole feeling-based um, side of, of the paranormal, because I had never seen a ghost and I've never, I don't, I still don't think I've, I've seen something, you know, maybe I did and I just didn't notice it, but I always feel like I felt something and, um, it made so much sense to me. And, uh, you know, something that, something that sticks out to me was the, was doing an investigation at the Paramount, Paramount theater over, uh, with convention hall and everything like right there. And I felt um, I felt something pretty overwhelming in the upstairs dressing rooms. And when on that night we had a, we had two big groups uh, that we were, we were working with and we were doing uh, an investigation from seven, like 7 PM to 10. And then we we're doing another investigation from 11 to 2 AM that same night. And I, you know, I, I don't know how to fully explain this, this one part. I, I, maybe it's a little bit humorous and funny. Maybe there, you know, somebody was playing with me or something, but I had early on in the night, uh, probably around like eight o'clock or something like that. Um, we went into this back dressing room that we call the ballerina room and you have to go down a little you know, skinny corridor, uh, and then a little skinny hallway into this, this dressing room. And I had my group of people. I said, okay, let's go somewhere else. I let them all go in front of me and my foot accidentally hit a piece of cardboard and it made this like, like sound like, like that. And, um, 
I freaked everybody out that I was with. And, you know, Kathy makes it a point to tell everybody on investigative tours, you know, this isn't a haunted house. We are, uh, we're trying, we're trying to, you know, be present in the moment. We're not trying to like scare the bejesus out of you. Um, even though that would be fun too, but either way, you know, we want you to have the experience and, and have that. So, um, when that happened, you know, I felt like a haunt actor, you know, like by accident, you know, I didn't mean to be, and I apologized and everything and everything was fine. Um, so later on that night, about two hours, two and a half hours later, um, my group had left and Kathy was basically like, Hey, Sean, just go up to the dressing rooms. Um, we're going to be finishing up for the first group. We have to reset for our 11 o'clock. Um, just let people know like, Hey, we're going to be wrapping up and, you know, um, go from there. So I go up there, I go back to the ballerina room and I do the same thing. I have the group. I'm like, Hey, you guys can go in front of me all that, you know, no one's behind me. And we, we start walking and we walk about like, um, maybe a third to almost a half, um, way of this long hallway with all the dressing rooms and everything. And I hear behind me that sound of the cardboard on the, uh, the concrete that's there. And I, I stop and I go, did anybody hear that? And none of them did, you know, they're all walking in front of me and everything, but I heard that behind me and it was so distinct, but it was almost this, like, almost like I was be like this little wave, like, like, Hey, we'll see, see you in a little bit. So, uh, we push on a little bit further, uh, with the nights just after 11 and, um, I have another group and I'm with, uh, Joe, you know, the Joe, in case you don't know. And, um, Joe and I are together. We're with a mom and two kids. I think one was her son. And then one was like the son's friend and they're about 15 years old. So we go up there, we kind of talk about what's going on and experiences that people have had and what dressing rooms seem to have like the, you know, have the, the things going on, you know, people have had experiences and we're sitting in dressing room number three and, uh, we're in there. We have our, um, EMF detectors and one, one of them had us the spirit box or Frank's box. And we're all just kind of sitting there chatting and all that stuff. And all of our meters go straight to the red and they stay there for a little bit. I almost, I think of it as uh, those times, like say you walk into a room and you, you know, you pat your, you know, you pat your, uh, your legs, your pockets. And you're like, why did I come in here again? And then you retrace your steps. You know, it's that like you come in and like, ah, where are my keys? All right, where did I leave them last? And then kind of like, you know, back out of there and go there. It was almost that rhythm. Like it was almost that like amount of, of, of phrasing or timing. And, uh, you know, as soon as the, 
we're shooting all the way to the red. You know, the meter is really, really high. And all of a sudden, they all go off at the same time. Now, I know that all of our all of our um, cell phones were off, like all those, like any kind of equipment that wasn't um, the EMF detectors and the Frank's box and all that, like everything else was off. So I don't know how to explain it, but that's just, it was something like that that happened. But then right after that, we were like, you know what? Let's go back to the ballerina room. So we go and we, you know, make our way down and we weren't really feeling anything. But then we're like, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's head out. So this time I was like, instead of me being on the back end of the group, I'll be on the front. I'll be the leader of the pack. So we walk, we walk about like a third to maybe half of that corridor again. And I get this rush. Like my, it went from my, like my, my, throat kind of clenched and got tight and then it it was like this this nice like this nice motion like it was just kind of this wave that swept over and it my throat got tight and then my cheeks got really tight too and then i started welling up with tears and i look back at you know joe right behind me and the three others and it was just like, do you guys feel that? And they were all kind of like, wait, what? Like, what's going on? And it was just this, like, like I said, this wave of like emotion. Like I just, and it came out of nowhere. I'm just walking down a hallway and I've got some people with me and, and everything. And I, I just am like stunned that I'm feeling this, um, you know, I I found out that there were three people that perished in the ballerina room from a fire, and that room has never been renovated. And that you know, there was a, a a mother and her child and a fireman that perished in that. So maybe I was feeling the overwhelming emotion from the the mother still like, I don't know, but it was, you know, it came out of nowhere. So I I felt, I felt that the empath, um, you know, diagnosis was, um, something that made more sense to me. And, um, but yeah, from there though, um, you know, I worked for two years with Kathy and everything. I'm still involved, of course, um, but I made. I actually moved out of state to Texas. I'm down in San Antonio right now, and you know, starting a new chapter in my life and everything. But I'm not. Um, you know, I'm drawing this in the sand. I'm not abandoning my old one. You know, I still keep up with everybody and all that. And um, for some of you that may not know. Um, I'm actually, uh, another way that I'm involved with paranormal, you know, books and the museum and everything, uh, with Kathy is that I've, um, been doing a lot of the design work. So all the logos and some of the artwork that you've seen on like promo items and apparel and other things, um, I've, you know, I've made, I've made my stamp, you know, I've marked my stamp on there with, uh, being a part of this. So I'm part of, I, and I always say this. I'm part of the paranormal family 
and that's that's exactly what it is you know i i wouldn't trade it for anything um you know kathy and everyone that is is paranormal and asbury um nothing but love so it's it's an amazing thing so with all that um i'm so glad to share all of this with you there's always tons of stories and things that I, I want to share. And um, I'm always going to be part of this, you know, even though I'm not in Asbury right now and, and everything, but, um, and I'm all the way out in uh, good old Texas. Um, I'm still not that far. So the reach, the reach is there. You know, we've got, we've got our, our people all over the place. So with that, uh, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed this and can't wait to share more things with all of you. All right. Thanks so much.